Well, the live and original spotlight once again says hello to our friend Sean McCann. Sean, great to talk to you. Uh, it was weird. I'm just doing the numbers. It's coming up to almost eight years ago that you left Great Big C at a time when you'd already put in 20 years with those guys. Uh, how's how's that transition been now that you're eight years past? Does it seem like a very distant memory? Uh, time is flying. There's no doubt about it. And everything was going great until about 18 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing happened. I don't know if you've heard about this COVID thing, but this it's a pandemic thing. thing. Yeah, it's a thing now. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, life was good until it wasn't. Um, and that's just the way life is sometimes. But, you know, I've chosen a different path. Um, I think, uh, you know, I did 20, 20 years of good work in, within the band. And um, people, um, when you look back, I mean, the band was very much a party band and we sold a brand of Newfoundland partyism, and uh, which of course eventually kind of got me into some trouble. And I've been in recovery um, for the last, I'll be 10 years sober, John, on uh, the 9th. So, you know, and I started to go down a different path and um, and it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> People often wondered, <laughs> often say, do you think we'll ever get back together or do something? And I'm like, yeah, we, I would like that. The idea of that sounds good to me. But when you think of it, um, where, I, where I've gone since and the direction I've chosen, it's, it's literally an opposite direction. So I'm not sure it's a place I do belong uh, so much anymore. Uh, but I do, um, I do occasionally sing the Great Big Sea song or two. I've made peace with my past entirely that way. And... Uh, and when people are really good in the audience, like in Collingwood, then I'm happy to do them. You, uh, your music since Great Big C has been very deeply personal. You've shared uh, it, certainly a different style of music, although it is inherently Sean McCann, which was a big part of Great Big C. Um, but you sh you've got very intimate in sharing uh, a difficult struggle that you've been through. It's interesting that you're able to do that as part of your art, but in some ways you claim that's part of your therapy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't believe, uh, you know, for I think for years I was hiding from truth. And I do know that people drink and use drugs for reasons. And uh, I eventually had to get around to facing my own truth, which was uh, sexual abuse as a teenager from a, from a Catholic priest. And that wasn't an easy thing to deal with, but it was music that uh, enabled me to, to, to inhabit that truth and live with that truth. Uh, for some reason, music often makes things um, easier to say when you, mm -hmm. when they're just too difficult to say in words. A song is there to let you um, work it out. So, you know, for me, I've just kind of lived my life as much as I could since that turnaround in my life in within the pages of within the melody within the notes of truth and um you know i've, I've kind of let it follow me around and lead me into um, a healthier place which is where i find myself today a uh, number of great albums uh, on that line but your latest album is quite a departure from that it's it, almost going back to your roots uh, even maybe before the roots of great big c yeah, I mean, you know, again, I've I've kind of come. I feel like I've come full circle, and this this album, Shanty Man, was made in the uh, in January and February, is where I started to really dig in and 
start demoing the stuff. And I and I do have a kind of a I was doing a master's in folklore when the band broke when the band kind of blew up. And I was the shanty man in the band. And my and what I did in the band was bring these General Taylors and Patty Murphys, these very screaming sea shanty type songs. Uh, I was the guy that found them and brought them in and sang them. And for a while there, I was kind of at, I didn't really want to live in that space because it maybe it would have been a trigger for me or something. But, you know, again, I've made peace with that. And um, there's something about those songs that are certainly bigger than me or bigger than Great Big Sea. They've, they've stood the, the test of time. And, uh, you know, they serve a purpose. And the purpose of those songs historically was to enable people to to overcome difficult challenges by working together and in unison. And in the midst of this pandemic, in the darkness of winter, when I was starting to snap, to be honest <laughs> with you, I started to remember what the shanties were for. And then one day my son came in, who's 15, and he said, um, hey, Dad, you're going to be cool again. Check this out. And it was, of course, that second on the Internet when shanty talk took over. <laughs> and uh, it was very, it was, it made me feel good to be a dad there for a second. <laughs> uh, and it only lasted about a second. But, you know, I um, I was encouraged by that. And I went down that path. I started to, to record the songs again. And, and you know, it made me feel good. It, it did feel like... Uh, you know, a return to kind of a home, or was certainly where I started. And um, I would say this though, that in you know, in any band, and not just Great Big C, there's always uh, a diff. And you're in a band, so you know what I'm talking about. There's always different opinions on how to do things. Right. And consensus is a hard thing to uh, to keep to 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 live with, you know. And that's how bands usually function, as did we. But in this case, I got to do the shanties exactly like I heard them in my head. <laughs> I didn't, right. I didn't have anyone else to answer to, and I don't have anyone else to blame. There's not someone saying, let's make it a bit more pop. Let's make it a bit more approachable. Let's make it a bit more grittier. None of that. None of that. I was on my own. I literally recorded the whole record here in this room uh, <laughs> with all my stuff. And uh, I was just going to release it as a little indie project, a little private thing. What I did on my pandemic vacation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was going to be pretty low fi But when I heard the... You know, when I got a dozen of the songs done and I was singing all the parts and I bought a bunch of uh, tin whistles they are over right there. <laughs> I, get the, I got wow. them all. <laughs> I know. Uh, I wanted, I needed them all because I never know what key I'm singing in. So I um, I did all that stuff and the borons and I used the Apple drummer and I got, I learned how to use, you know, learn how to record an album by myself and edit it. But then it sounded like to me, and I've made 16 records, so I'm like, but this sounded like it was better than I could make it myself. It sounded like a real a real record. It sounded expensive to me or like it should be. Mm. So then I started to spend a little bit of money and some and then a little bit more, uh, reaching <laughs> out to my friends Hawksley Workman and Gordy Johnson and JP Cormier, who were all able to record parts, uh, drums and bass for real and in their in their home studios just like I did. So we, while we were never in the same room, we were of the same mind and uh they really brought a lot of power and, and real sonic boom to the record i mean it's best heard at, at 11 for, you know for volume. interesting that you reached out to those guys because when i'm thinking well i'm going to do an album of of sea shanties uh as great as they are hoxley workman and gordy johnson and big sugar don't come to mind no they're not and you know i've always and this is probably where the great big c argument would have happened <laughs> if we were still <laughs> together in a room 
And uh, uh, we had worked with Hawksley once before, and we almost killed the poor fella. <laughs> but uh, Gordy Johnson was someone that I actually wanted to produce a great big C record, and uh, he uh, he talked he talked himself out of the gig when I finally got the guys to speak to him. We uh, one of the guys, I think it was Alan, said, "What would you do? What would you do differently about this great big C record if you got to produce it?" And the first thing he said was, "I'd take that boron and I'd make it loud as." Beep. <laughs> and then that was it. He'd lost the gig. Because <laughs> no one wants to hear a boron loud as that. But I did. And, uh, you know, I always think that these folk songs and these shanties are 200 years. Some of the songs that I researched for this record are almost are medieval. They're 500 years old. Yeah. And uh, But I think in order for them to um, to to survive longer, I mean, I have a certain duty to let them evolve. And... Uh, I mean, I could have definitely, you know, pulled pulled my trad friends together and we could have done a very traditional version of these things. But it would also be kind of predictable and too comfortable for me in my wheelhouse. Working with people like Hawksley and uh, Gordy, uh, they're not in my wheelhouse. They're not in my comfort zone. They're, and I have a lot of respect for them musically, but I knew it would push the shanties further than, than I was comfortable with. And that's where I always try to get. I think it was Dave Bowie who said, if you... Uh, if you're making, if you're writing a song or producing a record, it's like swimming in a pool. If you can still touch the bottom, and you're in the pool, then you're not. You got to keep walking. You're not far enough yet. So I had to get in over my head in order to make the best product, and that's what I did with those guys. Well said, Sean McCann. Thank you so much for once again joining us here on Talk to the Town. Appreciate your time, and look forward to seeing you coming to Ontario soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back to Collingwood as soon as possible. It's the closest thing to Newfoundland I've seen. You've got, you've got the big waves, and I miss. <laughs>